You're listening to an Arts Mitten podcast. Hello, everybody, and you're listening to an Arts Mitten interview. I am Zach, joined by Lee Galea, the creator or director of Filterphonic and Sexagenarian, two Australian indie films. Hi, welcome to the show, Lee. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you going today? Yes, pretty good. Pretty good. Busy day, busy day. Lots happening uh, in the world of film and TV at the moment. Um, yes, I'm just about to start filming uh, season three of my TV series that I've started since I did my film. So, yeah, it's been a bit, a bit crazy. Uh, yeah. It's good to hear that things are, things are happening, things are busy. Uh, just to kick us off, though, very, very simple question. Uh, what is your favourite movie? My all-time favourite would have to be The Wizard of Oz because I grew up watching it, and you know, it just and it's a classic. So it is a classic. Wrong. You did an adaptation of the Wizard, uh, the, the Wizard of Oz, The Wizard of Oz, didn't you? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah, how did that? How was that? Uh, um, well, it was just kind of something I had planned for many years, um, and just thought it would, wouldn't it be great to do like my version of The Wizard of Oz, but make it real and adapt all the characters. Um, Kind of like when, you know, like Nolan tries to make Batman real or something rather than a fantasy. So, you know, I was just, I was just trying to say, oh, what would they do? You know, who would they be in real life? And, um, and we did that and, um, I'm not sure anyone watched it, but it got released through Umbrella, um, Entertainment. So, yeah, that was it. Oh, that's great. Well, moving on to what we're here for, can you tell us a bit about Filterphonic and Sexagenarian? Well, Philosophonic is a musical that um, has... They're actually, like, opposite... Like, um, one deal... Well, Philosophonic deals with, um, like, death and, 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 and um, mourning and stuff like that. And uh, Sexagenarian uh, deals with life and, like, reinventing your life and, and having kind of a second lease. So they're kind of all opposites. But they... Yeah, they're not... They're, they were never meant to be released on the same time, but they just happened to, and they have those life and death contrast is, is cool. So, yeah. Yeah, can you tell me a bit about making Filterphonic a musical? You wrote most of the music yourself, didn't you? Oh, no, no. I, I just produced music. Ah. Um, I was, like, in charge of, like, you know, what songs go where and who who would sing them and... Um, I did like I did write like, two sm- two really small songs um, that were like probably the least great songs on the you know but I um we had a really good soundtrack and it was like a, we produced like eighteen stuff uh, songs for the soundtrack it was and the, and producing the the soundtrack was part of the making the film because I had to deal with so many different musicians and people singing and it's just a lot there's a lot and so we did that even before we started filming. Well, was it a different process making a musical compared to making like a standard movie? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, you know, because there was bits where you know it was like, okay, we're doing the singing bit here, and um, there was always you know so much extra footage and trying to get the timing right and making sure because there was pre-recorded, making sure the actor was miming correctly. Um, but I was lucky that the lead actor Jonah he um, he was a user himself, so he. So what I got him to do to make it look <laughs> as real as possible, and if you watch the film, it's really hard. Just like you can't tell he's miming, but I just got him to actually sing it so that all his neck muscles were moving and stuff, so it was as realistic as possible. 
And um, and he just he knew the songs back to front, and he auditioned. His audition tape was miming a song because I wanted to see like how real does it look like coming out of his mouth. And because he auditioned with that song, he knew it so well that when we went to film it, it was it was spot on. Like he just killed it. So yeah, it was really cool. That's great. That's great. And just sticking with Filterphonic for a little bit longer, that actually debuted at the 2019 Lawn Film Festival. Uh, Has the film changed between then and its release two days ago? Sorry, has it changed? Yeah, has it changed at all? Oh, yeah, we made some changes um, here and there and and changed the edit slightly um, and just improved on the sound mix and, um, and, and little bits and bobs. But yeah. We just small improvements because we had time because it was delayed during COVID. So yeah, I can go back and, and spruce it up. Yeah. Great. And, and, and we premiered at Lawn and it was there at Lawn. Yeah, it was July. I think it was, was it, what, what date did you say? I don't know. Uh, it's 20, 2019 Lawn Film Festival. Yeah, I think it was July. And um, it was there when I got the idea to do Sexagenarian. And oh. I, like, like, I, yeah, like it was like a month after that festival, I'd already written the first draft and casted the lead actor Mason, and went straight into it. And um, and by and by that same year, by December, we we filmed the first scene. Was there so, anything that like happened that kind of gave you the idea to do Sexagenarian? Was it a desire to do something very different to Filterphonic? Um, it was actually just watching all the talented short films that because I did I I got asked to be a judge. And I was a little bit like, because oh, I, really, I had to stay an extra day and I had to like, you know, so I couldn't go home. I had to stay this extra day to be this judge and the, for the festival. And at first I was like, oh, I don't really want to do this. But then, I, and then I, you know, it was good that I did. I saw so many good short films that, you know, it was really weird. I went to Julie, who was the mom in Filterphonic, and she was also um, help producer. And I just said, oh, look, you know, I feel like I need to start making a film right now. And, and I felt like I was behind and I was seeing all this talent and I, and I wanted to work with some of the people I'd met and seen on screen. And she's like, Lee, it's Sunday, you premiered on Friday and you don't want to make another film. I was like, yeah, I want to do it right now. And it's funny because, so I saw a girl on screen in a short, I contacted her in front of December. She was, her and her co-star were both in a scene that we shot in December and we shot in like February, 2020, and then we got put into lockdown. Uh, but the good thing, the situation was, uh, sexagenarian is a two. It's a um, there's two parts of the story, which is they're both a year apart from each other. So the fact that we shot all one part before the pandemic, and then we had to go back a year later and do the other half. I got the lead actress to kind of grow her hair out, and she looks completely different. So you, you can you can easily tell which part of the film you're in because it cuts back and forward consistently. So, so it actually, it was like a blessing nearly. So, and I think maybe I just felt, <laughs> I felt like this lockdown coming on because I had this real urge to kind of like, no, no, I've got to do this now, I've got to do this now. But I had no reason to, to think that. And then, and then I thought maybe I just, I don't know, predicted something was happening. So, yeah. Well, it's a good way to make the most out of a bad situation, I guess. Yeah, yeah and and it's funny because when we were originally going to shoot it, there was no COVID. She was only going to have like a month off and she was going to wear a wig. And even when we tested the wig, it looked really bad. bad. And I'm just so glad she grew her hair 
she ended up looking like, even though it was meant to be, she was meant to be a year older, she ended up looking like two years younger. And we were just, and people were like, this doesn't make sense. She looks, she looks younger in the scenes when she's meant to be older. I'm like, yeah, I know, but you know, it just happens like that. But it actually does play into the story a lot. And, um, and it, and it's about someone who is, has turned 60 and kind of reevaluating their life and kind of having this kind of coming of age, but, you know, we used to joke like coming of old age and, um, and yet she, she kind of transforms a year later and we see, we see how like the past influenced the you know, present day and, and going back and forward. And it's kind of very, it's my first like non-linear film that I had ever made. So. Yeah. You said earlier that you felt like Filterphonic and Sexagenarian were very much opposite films in that one deals with death and the other deals with life, but it does kind of feel like both highlight identity and belonging to a degree. Is that something that you had in mind? Um, I, yeah, I, um, I think, I, I guess, you know, we're all, I think, you know, aging is something that we're all kind of, aging and death, I think, you know, we're all fascinated with. With. I mean, I am, um, and definitely because um, I lost my mother, and I was, you know, my mid mid to late thirties, and um, and 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 I kind of wrote Filterphonic, trying to deal with all that, so dealing with the loss of someone close to you and stuff, and um, and then also aging because uh, the character and the actress were the same age my mother was when she passed away, so. And it was really weird because my, um, literally, like we were shooting, and the actress was exactly the age my mum was when she passed. And I was like, wow! And, and to to see this lady in front of me, like full of life, acting in my film, you know, in her like early sixties, like I was, it was just, it was a bit surreal. But we, yeah, we wanted to touch on what it's like to, you know, get old, and 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 what the big question is like. What are, are we meant to just give up? Or we uh, like, what should we do? Are we not meant to have fun? Are we not meant to have a dance? Are we not meant to have new experiences? So we we did this film, and I, I remember somebody close to me watched it, and it completely just knocked them out, and just said, "Oh my god!" Like this film gave me a wake up call to start living my life more because wow. you know because because they weren't anywhere near that age character but then they could see the actress as well as the character doing this performance which was basically like it, i think the message is like it's never too late you know like you know or life's too short to you know stuff like that so it kind of it can be a bit of a kick up the bum if you're just kind of you know wasting time here so yeah no, that's great. And that's in, like fantastic to hear from someone about your own films that they made, they made them change their life. That's incredible. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I, I, I think everyone will take, take what they can from that film. But it is a, it is a, I don't know, could be inspirational. Who knows? I'll see if anyone watches it. That would be great to, you know, to see I get more messages like that. So. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And uh, you're also currently working on a new season of uh, queer comedy, Single Out. Uh, can you tell yes. us a bit more about that? Well, season one just opened in America last week with the first two episodes. And we did six episodes that I wrote while I was, you know, on, in lockdown, waiting to shoot the other half of Sexagenarian. And then we went and um, 
I just kind of I was bored, so I wrote this series, and then and then um, when we came out of lockdown in 2021, I finished the other half of Sexagenarian, and then um, and shot started shooting um, single out. So we released. It took a while, but we got season one out, and we had some festivals last year, and we we're doing digital and DVD release this year um, and a streaming platform in America. And, um, yeah, I already shot season two and next month shooting season three. So Great. All right, well, just to kind of start closing off, I am going to be a little bit mean and I'm going to make you pick a favourite child here. Uh, what work of yours are you most proud of? Oh, my God. Um, I, I was with the features, I would have to say uh, Monster Pies, which is a uh, my other queer project that I did in 2013 because... It was something I wrote when I was like really young as a teenager in high school and it was my little adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. Again, another adaptation. And um and yeah, I just um it 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 was a big risk, especially it was two thousand and eleven when I got it and probably two thousand and ten when I was writing it and um it wasn't like everyone was making a gay movie back then or anything and um and it just, it, that film basically saved my career. So I have to like, you know, if, I don't think I'd still be making, you know, films and a TV series um, if it wasn't for that. So I, I'm going to pick that film. Well, thank you so yeah. much for joining me today on Artsman. If people want to find more of your work, where can they find you? Um, more of my work. Well, if you follow us on uh, Instagram, there's like links in my link tree. But it, they're all scattered around, like, different platforms online so they're not, they're not too hard to find but yeah uh sexagenarianphilosophonic is coming out very soon um, in australia and worldwide well thank you so much have a great day thank you thanks for listening to an art smitten podcast you can listen to art smitten live every saturday from 12 p.m on sin mm-hmm.